What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend, a debrief, and an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts. My name is Caleb Pearson. Joining me again in the host spotlight, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You know what I mean? It's great. It is it so is, exciting. It is. We're on the other side of Christmas now, still in the season. We're in that window, the Christmas New Year's window, where yes. there's a pause, there's reflection, then there's looking forward uh, to your right, my left. She has been on this podcast before, but never with me. Never with you, really? I don't know, to my knowledge. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Rose Locke. Rose, how are yeah, you? I'm doing great. Good. I'm excited to be here. Thank Welcome. you. Thank you very yeah. much for being here. Thanks. So Rose is one of my favorite people because <laughs> she is awesome. But she also mothered somebody who is very dear to me, Isaac Locke. And he pranked me and wrapped every item in my office with Christmas wrapping that I found today. I think he today, watched so. the office too many times. A little too much, but I love it. And so, so Simeon's recording the podcast for us. He gifted me a Darth Vader statue for Christmas. So in youth ministry, there's two different ways to respond to your youth leader. One is give him a very thoughtful gift. The other is prank everything he owns. And I love them both equally. So it's just tons of fun. Uh, guys, we're coming at you this week in this Christmas break for a lot of you know students and families, a lot of rest. But I just wanted to debrief the Christmas Eve service and this past uh, Sunday sermon. So Alicia, I'll come your way first, uh, Christmas Eve wise. Yes. And then I have a question for Rose about the production side of that as well. But Christmas Eve was beautiful. I loved it. We unpacked the word wonder, and uh, it was just a neat time to see all of the families come out. My parents were in town, and okay, good. Uh, so we all went. And uh, I just I love it because it is such a special way to pause and reflect on mm. our purpose for Christmas and. Mm. Um, it's just a beautiful time to do that. You were at the five o'clock? I was. It seemed packed. Was the it, five o'clock yes, full? Yes, it filled up. We got there early because one year, it's been a few years, but we were we had to sit in the overflow room. Mm -hmm. and It's like, game not day, man. Christmas again. Eve, get your seats. You know what so I mean? So we were there early. Yeah. No, that's yes. good. My, my <laughs> wife, Hannah, was singing at the five and seven, so we attended the seven with our families. But um, Rose, what what is it like to plan a Christmas Eve service? At what point do you and your team start to talk through well, what in the world that's going to look like? It honestly varies from year to year. It's kind of it's. This is a fun thing for me to talk about. Um, it varies from year to year. Okay. It's all what the Lord reveals to us. We've mm. done everything from take a retreat in July, to see if we can come up with like what we want the Christmas season, the Christmas Eve to look like, mm. to really twiddling our thumbs and not getting around <laughs> to it till really late, and just yeah. kind of letting the Lord reveal what He does. Huh. And this was the latter. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. Um, I looked up. Uh, I was telling Mike. I I keep I keep our emails threads and I keep them in folders. So I recently went to our um, Christmas Eve folder and Mike sent the videos that focused on the word wonder to me to take a look at October eighteenth. Okay. Cool. So yeah. that's the yeah. date yeah. that that the videos at least first came in front of us. But then we have to process and think and decide is that what we really want to do and then. About 10 days before uh, the first Advent service, so about okay. oh, three or four days before Thanksgiving, I'm thinking, um, the team came up with the idea to do scrolls with words mm. on them. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So yeah. those came together incredibly fast. Oh, for sure. And shout out, so beautiful. Yeah. Shout out to some folks, um, Natalie Perkins. Mm. She's a, she is a student at Liberty University, and she's majoring in art. 
and Natalie um, called me and said, is there anything I can do for you over the Christmas season? I said, yeah, come in. I think I've got some closets you can clean out. <laughs> and then the next day we came up with the swirl idea and Natalie came in and she uh, mixed awesome. that paint that's so beautiful. People mm. commented me on the glitter paint and the beauty. Mm. Natalie mixed all of that by hand. And then wow. her mom came in and did some of the back end painting. So even those like scrolls, each mm -hmm. one of them took two to three hours to, yeah. um, that doesn't even include the back end design work that Mike Wiggins did on them. So there's so much a to lot go of work yeah. and, but yeah. it was a lot of fun and I feel like yeah. it came together really well. We're yeah. literally tearing them apart right now. I know. I saw it's so all being like <laughs> you disassembled. Like literally yeah. tearing them apart. Yeah. Um, and we've got some cool doodles coming yeah. to you this yeah. week that That's you'll enjoy. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so cool to to hear the timeline of the planning and even how October 18th is like late for trying to, you know, <laughs> finalize things. But yeah. it's a big production, but it, it always goes through. Well, I, I got a lot of good feedback from people and I get to see so many people Christmas Eve service, be it college students home from break or a lot of people that just don't really attend church as regularly, but, you know, they need that. Mm -hmm. that Christmas service and, mm -hmm. and grandparents are more motivated to invite their families back in or whatever. So it was, I was encouraged to see that and, and see a lot of young people there as well. Um, well, and the goal, Caleb, always the goal is to support the spiritual element, right? Mm -hmm. So what a great, like, what a great idea to just take a moment and talk about the word wonder, because mm -hmm. as then, we, as I read, I read the scripts for every single service, um, Christmas Eve, every F1, F2, F3, F sat service, I read through every word that's going to be said or sung in those mm -hmm. services. Mm -hmm. And the word wonderful and wondrous is all over mm -hmm. those songs. And then when we sang um, silent night, holy night, wondrous star lend thy light. You know, even the mm. heavens were declaring the glory of his birth. And mm -hmm. so with always the intent to enhance that spiritual content, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, it's mm -hmm. it's really cool for me to see that we can have that spiritual experience based on God's word. And literally the, the text he has given us, and it's not really so much to us with this kind of hyper-spiritualized, what, how can I encounter God in my life and how can I go discover what the spirit might be wanting from me? I think often to think spiritually is to think scripturally and, and really think, okay, this is how God has presented himself and we're going to tie it into that season and the series we're doing. So yeah, it was just, it was just really, really cool to yeah, see. Yeah. And then to get to the end of Luke two mm -hmm. and in the end of Luke, you know, at the end of Luke two, uh, the shepherds went out and told everybody and what does God's word say? God's word said, and all who heard it mm -hmm. wondered mm -hmm. at this thing. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's neat for families or if you're not with your family to come with a group of friends mm -hmm. to be able mm -hmm. to all be there together and enjoying that experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, with that guys, let's jump into this past weekend then back into the, the sermon series. So Pastor Mark, King of all kings and wise men still seek him all over the place with scriptural passages. Um, a lot to unpack. He, he did it. But uh, Alicia, I'll come your way first. Kind of thoughts on this past weekend and yeah, so takeaways from there. This was our fourth uh, sermon in this series yes. so for, far for the Advent season. And it's this continuation of unlikely characters and the story of the Son of God coming to earth in the flesh as a baby. Mm. And we've met Joseph and Mary and Elizabeth and Zechariah, Caesar Augustus, Quirinius, the angel Gabriel, the shepherds, the angels. This week we met Herod the king uh, and the wise men. Uh, and Mark did a fantastic job in just highlighting these Old Testament prophecies that point us to the coming of the Messiah. Uh, we've 
learn some very significant numbers from the book of Daniel uh, and Jeremiah telling mm-hmm. us um, about some very specific things that will be accomplished during that time period. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pastor Mark really, with the help of Dr. Dr. Harold Honer's chronologic, mm-hmm. his chronology work that he did, uh, he helped us to see from issuing of a decree in March of 444 BC until Messiah the Prince is 173,880 days, uh, which brought us to the triumphal entry of Jesus as King of the Jews. So all of that to say, this is a very intricate plan that God has put together, and he is behind Every single detail. And it's a massive narrative. I mean, if you want a quick devotional thought, maybe don't do Daniel 9 with your right. coffee. like Because it's going to take to, you know, to dive and really understand and unpack those numbers. But it's so cool to see that that, that is going to be the thing you know Jesus fits into and it all points to. So, Rose, question for you. Yeah. First and foremost, where do you find yourself on a Sunday morning? I mean, you're, you're seeing all the worship that's being presented in these services. Do you get to see what's going to be taught in the sermons? Are you making sure slides are hit at the same time, or are you able to kind of process it? Oh, what does yeah. that look well, like for you? I, I mean, I think I have been on here with you before because you've asked me that uh, question Have I asked before. this before? Okay, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, you've asked me question before. <laughs> yeah. And it varies from week to week. Okay, um, sure. This past weekend, I was, um, we, it's the role of director or producer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was not um, directly a technician okay, cool. in any component. So I was um, kind of overseeing all the work. So I was yeah. able to listen to two sermons and okay, really cool. sit back and enjoy them very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think um, my husband and I, I was very excited about the sermon because when my husband and I first started coming to church here about 20, I don't know, 20 90s, some years right? ago. Yeah. What an um, era. Mark Carey was actually preaching through Daniel, mm-hmm. and um, he happened to come to uh, to chapter nine right about the time it was Christmas, <laughs> and so he uh, he taught on the wise men coming and probably descendants of and um, probably uh, men who benefited from Daniel's study. Mm. Um, and my husband and I left that sermon so impressed. And I think there were two things c- that stuck with it. Because my husband was commenting about that sermon before the sermon happened. And I said, well, you're going to really like what Mark's going to talk about because he's going to talk about that same, that similar thing. And I think what impressed us most at that time about this sermon is just the understanding of how um, biblical history and other history align so well mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and how all of history is God's story mm-hmm. and how we can easily look outside of the Bible for confirmation of what is in the Bible because the Bible is the truth of God's word. And it just mm-hmm. serves as another um, of affirmation to me of that fact. Yeah, yeah. You know? God's word is reliable, trustworthy, and history has stood the test of time, yes. right? And <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm reminded of Dennis gave a, a sermon on the canonicity of scripture a couple years ago, I was heavily involved in youth at that point, and he's flying through that stuff on stage to get as much of this canonicity of scripture idea and how we got all these manuscripts and just the reliability of it all and how all of these accounts are happening different areas at different times. If this was one massive conspiracy or lie, it just wouldn't mesh the way it does, you know, that the Holy Spirit's moving. And so anytime Mark's doing this or comparing these different stories or taking out of Daniel 9 and referring to, you know, some of these other passages— I'm reminded of that and just almost humbled by like, okay, the fact that God also chose me to fit into this kind of narrative is just the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and, and to raise the value of scripture in our life. And as I look at these kids and shepherd the youth, raise the value of your personal wrestle with scripture and passages because you're always going to be wrestling with life. That's a guarantee. The world's going to disciple you in sin. So how can we be proactive in that and, and wrestle with scripture so we're more equipped? This is really cool. Yeah, and I think I think that I think that's really what needs to come out of it. I mm -hmm. I did look up um, Dr. Honer's book after the sermon okay, on cool. Sunday, and um, he wrote that book in 1975. Oh wow! So in a sense, you know, sure he's he's the benefit he has the benefit of Daniel's study, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of this came out of Daniel's study mm -hmm. of Jeremiah, and so Dr. Honer's the has the benefit of Daniel's study, um, but. Uh, shouldn't we have the benefit of Dr. Honer's study in our own toolboxes? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's just a reminder to me that I just need to dig into God's word myself and that if I seek mm -hmm. him, that God will reveal himself to me mm -hmm. through his word. And the details are so incredible. The fact that there is, it never gets old and we can always dig deeper and find more treasure. And it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for one day or a hundred years, mm -hmm. God's word is always revealing new things to us because his spirit is alive in our hearts and in our minds. And he, this, the Holy Spirit is what illuminates the word of God to us and helps us to continue to le learn and continue to grow. It was one of the most trivial things I thought about as a teenager growing up in this church. I remember asking myself, how, how has nobody just mastered this book? Like the Bible's not even the biggest book. <laughs> if you go into, I don't know, the Library of Congress or whatever, it's it seems doable, but the the more you study it and the more obviously I grew and was trained in the faith, the more you realize like, A, the word of God's living and active, right? And that word became flesh and it's a relationship. So there is no like, check, I'm done. But specifically being in the mentorship four years ago now, which is just crazy, Pastor Don, Den Hartog, sitting me down and saying, I get new things when I revisit these mm -hmm. passages. Mark and his humility is on this podcast saying, I teach through Romans a little bit differently this time than mm -hmm. I did in 2002. Because yeah. there's that there's that life proof of, of sanctification, I guess, and growing in the wisdom and knowledge of Scripture. And based on the context of life you're in, you can recall some of this stuff. And you and, and Roger, right, realizing this is the passage when we first showed up here. That's so cool to even remember. I think that what you said the fact that it's a relationship is where the the nail hit where it hits the the nail hits the hammer. Mm. No, the hammer hits the nail. <laughs> I, back to our passage. Um, and when Herod, the king, heard this about the star, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So he's got his his experts with him, the the chief priests and the scribes, and um, I. So these people surely are knowledgeable about God's word. And why why did they not go with the wise men? And I looked this up from hmm. Jerusalem to Bethlehem. It's like five and a half five and a half miles. So it'd be at a slow walk, two hour, a two hour mm. walk. And you'd think these experts mm. would mm -hmm. go with the wise men. But um, I was mindful of Second Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 12. Listen to this. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold, not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. But their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the Old Testament, that same veil remains unlifted because only 
through Christ is it taken away. Yet to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is of the Spirit. So I just think that that is so amazing because I want to be a person who desires to behold and to be transformed. We can be knowledgeable like the scribes and the priests were, but without that relationship and being transformed, we're, we're not going to experience that freedom right. in Christ. And without, without relationship, knowledge really doesn't translate into wisdom because it just stays this heady, ethereal, if you were to quiz me, I'd pass on whatever <laughs> right, standard, right. you know, the Sunday school textbook answer, but really meshing what we know of scripture to what we can experience in life and say, okay, God, I'm going to, you know, cling to your promises and look back on my life and say, I, I, ideally it's, it's harder and harder for us to doubt God. Not that we don't, but that I've been through it with the guy. Mm-hmm. I can look back and see how he worked. I can look mm-hmm. back and see how that was a blessing, even though in the moment I wouldn't agree with that and this, that, or the other. And we, we grow in our awareness of how big he is and we'll only ever get to a fraction, which is just really cool to think about. But, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Anything else, guys? <laughs> what a time, right? Um, it's so interesting to, to hear the conversations increase again about New Year's resolutions and, oh, I want 2022 mm-hmm. to look different, but I had a conversation with a friend the other day about, I, I had told myself my New Year's resolution is going to be dive into the Word of God more. And then I realized, why do I need to wait till January 1st right, to do that, right? right? And Absolutely. so it's so cool to realize God craves us, and it's not going to be on this, I'll try again the next calendar year, but really at any moment we can go to Him and make this stuff personal. And so that's why we're here as well, to, to make what we do on a Sunday morning, not just another sermon to attend and check off, but really be a part of our life and a part of your week. So mm-hmm. um, that's very much why we're here today. One, of, one thing Mark said at the end of his sermon, when he was kind of hitting application, he said, what is sucking the life out of me and keeping me from Jesus? And I was thinking mm. about that question. I was she said, about... Simeon. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah. So, but, but, seeking seeking and finding Christ mm-hmm. uh, is is what our ambition should be daily. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. by knowing Christ, how what does that mean for my everyday life? From the minute I get up, from the moment I go to bed, what does knowing Christ mean from day mm-hmm. to day? And um I just, you know, I think about these new re- new year's resolutions that we're all setting. Mm-hmm. And um mm-hmm. I think that is probably the primary thing of is how mm-hmm. how am I knowing God more deeply and cultivating that relationship because he's pursuing me mm-hmm. am I seeking him and if we stop asking the question okay God where are you in this we can easily start asking the question God are you even in this and mm-hmm. then we've opened the door to doubt and we we stray away from what scripture affirms is true and I love the way you said our, our ambition should be Jesus. And, and I know what it's like, especially to look back on high school and college to be like, man, my ambition wasn't Jesus. I did come across him every so often. You know, mm-hmm. he made himself known, but there's such a difference. You know, that idea of seeking first the kingdom of God and, mm-hmm. and thinking through how God wants us to handle 2021 and hoping 2022 is going to be better. And it might not be. So what <laughs> what, what is our hope going to be, right? What are we going to cling to? Um, there There is no new variant or new 
element of how God is going to move through his church. We're just called to yield to that in faith. So yeah, I think it's cool. But Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, as a reminder to our listeners and viewers, you can find us each and every week, and hopefully you guys are enjoying uh, some much-needed time with family, uh, enjoying some rest and break in the Christmas season. As we look towards the new year, we just thank you again for letting us be a part of things. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.